again, the reason Alan and I are dieting is because we saw a picture from us in Florida and we just weren't happy with that. That was a truth that I guess it's up to you to look at it. Sometimes you have to choose between momentary self-esteem and like looking at the truth of like, you know what, honestly, I do kind of suck at that or I'm not great at that yet or however you want to frame it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We are in a giggly mood, just an FYI for those listening. I think Alan is already giggling, as am I. We hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode. It was last week's live podcast, How to Take Excellent Care of Yourself Today, for episode number (laughs) 800. We told you that we're giggly. Would you take it easy over there? Yeah, that's my bad. How uncomfortable truths help you. Full disclosure, it has taken us 10 times to get to that intro. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. And we've decided decided to lean into the giggliness, and we hope that you guys enjoy it. But seriously, we are giggly today, more so than usual. Um, But we're going to power through. All right, so Kev, we have two things that we want to talk about today. One is your finances and the shift that you made there with the uncomfortable truth that I brought you once. And then one of the uncomfortable truths that I have had to face about, quite frankly, and I'll go into it briefly. Please. I believe that early on in my early 20s, I honestly thought that my high school friends, my college friends, and my corporate friends would succeed at the highest levels. And I thought we would all succeed together. And I, I realize now in hindsight that there's different levels of success that everybody wants. And um, my target of aiming high has only gotten higher and that's just not um not necessarily normal and i've had to face the uncomfortable truth that some of my near and dear friends who i love deeply uh will not be coming with me on this journey and i won't be able to spend as much quality time with them as i i think i once hoped or or thought how did that help because that's again how uncomfortable truths help you how are you operating differently and what did that help you with it helped me lean into being who I am. It helped me it helped me say no when I needed to to things that are outside of alignment. So I'll give you an example. So one of my close friends from home, we grew up together. We were like I mean, I slept at his house, he slept at my house. We I want to say for at least a decade, we were like really really close friends all through high school, close friends through the early parts of college, close friends through my early 20s even um and I ran into him at the gym a couple times lately. And while we, it was nice because, you know, I, I mean, we were so close that I actually went on a trip to Florida as a kid with him and his family. Like, that's how close we were. And it's still all there. All the love is still there. All the nostalgia is still there. But he also understands. I told him transparently, I said, Nick, you know, we do seven episodes a week. I have a 13 person team. Like I have 20 clients at the time. I didn't have 20. I think I had like 15, but like, I'm not going to be able to spend a lot of time together. And, and I said this to him too. I said, 
Nick, I hope you understand. I'm not like out hanging out with a bunch of friends. Like I don't hang out with almost any friends. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very, very focused on next level university and what we're building. And he's like, I wish you had just said that. And so how has it helped me? It's helped me be more explicit in my communication with my friends where I've just kind of said it like it is of, of, I love you. You know, I want to spend more time with you, but I'm not going to be able to sustain that. One of the reasons, and I'll take people behind the scenes that you and I are so giggly. Some of the times when we do this is because for the four five, six hours we're talking before this, it's a lot of heavy stuff. Oh yeah. It's a lot of heavy stuff. And you and I have the benefit, but also the hard job of giving each other really difficult truths. Regularly. And regularly. Today, we were talking about finances and we were talking about, you know, Alan and I just combined our our finances, everything's through the business now, awesome. What's Alan's money is my money, which is an interesting thing for both of us. But we were talking about how I tend to like to spend more money than Alan. And we had a very honest and open conversation about, Kev, if you spent money like you used to, you would have lived paycheck to paycheck for the rest of your life, most likely. And if you're watching or listening, you might say like, oh, that's kind of a mean thing to say, but it's not. It's, what if it's just the truth? What if it's just the truth? And I think so many of us are not used to getting the truth. We're used to getting some sugar-coated version of, hey man, like stop being late. Like you need to stop being late. You're wasting my time. I said that to you a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in that tone, but like, hey, every minute that you're late is actually two because I'm waiting. Cool, that's the truth, right? It's not a bad thing to say that. Right. The the conversations that have shifted me and probably you know, I'll let you speak to this, Alan, the most have been the most difficult conversations about character. I, I'll never forget before, I don't know, it was probably like three years ago, my buddy Matt, shout out to Matt. He's like, Kev, when are you going to like start, you know, dressing nice and doing your hair and like shaving and like actually taking care of yourself? And it was like one of the hardest conversations ever of like, wait, what? It just like, it seemed like it came out of nowhere and now I do my hair and it's like, that's one of the big reasons why is a difficult conversation. Somebody called me out on something and I wanted to make a change. I believe that the people who love you the most, and this is something I'm trying to lean into and it's difficult, but the people who love you the most are the ones who give you the most truth because if you don't have the truth, it's very hard to make changes based on what isn't real. And it takes courage but it's love at the end of the day if somebody really wants what's best for you long term and they're willing to sit down and give you the hard truth and you know they have your best interests at heart obviously then you're gonna change if somebody really sits you down and says hey i don't like the way you talk about this you know they're gonna change it's difficult but i think at the end of the day it's it's the most beneficial thing that can happen I remember um, many, many years ago, my fitness coach, Nate, I, I had gained 60 pounds in six months and it was on purpose. I tried to build as much muscle as quickly as possible as I could. And he said, Alan, I, you know, at least two thirds of that is fat, you know, and that was really hard to hear at the time. But after that, I got to ask him like, okay, well, what would you do differently? What would you have done differently? And then I went on a cut. It was the first time I had ever tried intermittent fasting. I went on a cut and that summer I was in the best shape of my life up to that point Mm -hmm. because I basically shredded most of that fat and 
obviously I lost some muscle, but I kept most of the muscle because I kept training. And after that, he guided me in fitness for quite some time. And whether it's that or a million other examples that we have, and I'll never forget this too, when Kevin and I were in Colorado, shout out to Lauren Johnson, she came over to me and we were talking in the corner and that was a wonderful but somewhat uncomfortable week. And for many reasons that we've talked about on the show, but I remember her coming over and she said that uh, she wanted to write a book called Your Relationship to Discomfort. And she said, you, for example, Alan, like you obviously have a really positive relationship with discomfort. And while I, while I agree with her a million percent, and I always feel like I have um, had a really good relationship with discomfort, I had never heard it phrased like that before. My relationship to discomfort. Um, what do I mean by that? Okay, here's a good example. No one came up to me and was like, Alan, you have a drinking problem. Hmm. And I'm sure there are people that thought that I did, but they didn't maybe have the courage to tell me or they didn't think it was their business, which, you know, there's a million reasons why you wouldn't give me that feedback. But completely transparent, I don't, I don't, uh, or completely explicit, I should say. To say something explicitly, I didn't, I didn't have, um, and I've said this on the show before, I don't feel like I had a drinking problem to any sort of drastic extent compared to most, not most people, but a lot of the people that I spent time with back then. But what's fascinating is that I was the hardest on myself. I was the one who was contemplating and questioning my drinking, when in reality, I actually had it more under control than most. And there are other people in my life who have a far worse drinking problem than I ever had. The difference is that I sat in the discomfort of admitting, like, am I an alcoholic? Like, do I have a drinking problem? Think about this. There's two people, right? Let's get this unpersonal for a second. There's two people. There's someone in my life actually recently who who recently admitted, like, I have a drinking problem and I want to get it under control. Can you help me? And it's fascinating because this person doesn't really have that bad of a drinking problem. <laughs> Honestly, but they have high standards. So compared to their standards and compared to the their circle of influence, they want to solve this and, and fix this and rectify this. It was really uncomfortable for that person to admit, like, honestly, I drink too much. I drink too often. I want to get rid of this alcohol thing. You know, you quit drinking. I want to do the same. That's very uncomfortable to admit. It's very vulnerable the uncomfortable truth and the vulnerable truth are pretty much the same thing, I think. And now, you know, he's, I think, 17 days sober as of today, and he's tracking it, and he's going to do amazing. And he's already like, oh my God, I'm the most productive version of myself. It's like, this is the very beginning. But my point is, if he didn't have the courage to face the uncomfortable truth, like if you're out there listening right now, Kevin and I don't want you to we don't want to beat you up. We don't want we don't want you to feel bad about yourself. Um, but we do want you to sit with whatever those uncomfortable truths are. Kevin's spending. If you didn't sit with the uncomfortable truth of me saying, Kev, like, let me explain to you why the way you operate with money is a losing game forever. Mm-hmm. And why the way I operate, even though I appear to be losing, is actually successful. 
you sitting there in front of the whiteboard while I explain how you've been screwing up, quote unquote, <laughs> yeah. and I've been, you know, making better choices, that uncomfortable truth changed your life forever. That's what this podcast honestly is. Anyone out there watching or listening, if this was a, uh, I mean, we laugh and we joke and we giggle, but like this is an uncomfortable truth podcast. That's why most people, that's why it doesn't grow as quickly as a comedy yeah. show would. Um, because a lot of people don't want to face those mirrors, right? If you're if you're letting your body go, it's not always fun to look in the mirror, literally or figuratively. And I think that's what this is. Hey, Kevin, Kim here. Just wanted to send you a video to say thank you so much for your help on creating the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. You know, I couldn't have done it without you. I knew you'd be lots of great help with the technical aspects of getting the podcast going, but you went well above and beyond that. You helped me with the strategy and you gave me all kinds of really great support. You know, I think the key to success in business is a great attitude and you have that in spades. You really walk the walk. So thanks again. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. And truth comes in a lot of different ways. Maybe it's not an explicit truth somebody is telling you, but we talk about, again, the reason Alan and I are dieting is because we saw a picture from us in Florida and we just weren't happy with that. Brutal. That was a truth that I guess it's up to you to look at it. It's up to you to say, okay, what am I going to do with this? It's up to you not to try to justify or make excuses. It's up to you to own it. I could very easily say, oh, we've been so busy. Business has just been so good that... We've been working so hard. It's like, no, the truth of the matter is I haven't been tracking my calories and I haven't cared. Like, that's the problem. That's the the root of the problem. So sometimes the truth isn't even yours to get told. Sometimes you see it and then you get to decide what you want to do with it. And just to second Alan's point before we go, I believe that there's a lot of people out there that are winning, particularly in this industry, because they're not giving hard truths. It's, you know, this show would be way more successful if an Alan and I just said, it's going to, everything's going to be fine. It's going to work out. You don't have to work hard on yourself. You know, don't, don't beat yourself up. Like, yeah, there's a time and a place for you not to beat yourself up. Of course, I don't want you to beat yourself up all the time, but if you're trying to get better, it requires you to be difficult on yourself sometimes, right? More often than if you were just fine with what is. And that's one of the reasons why it's heart driven from the heart with love but no BS. You could do better. Do you know how I know you could do better? Because I believe I could do better too. And I think I'm doing pretty darn good. But that's okay. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. Um, what is Eminem's quote? Full of, my st- full of myself, but still hungry. That's one of Eminem's rap lines. Yep. It's like, there's always a next level, no matter where you are. And last piece before we go, make sure you're sifting through the truths that you're getting. If there's somebody ahead of you and you know how they did it and they're saying, look, you need to, you should, you should do this, 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 and this if you want to get to the next level, it might hurt, it might sting, it might make you feel bad about yourself, but if you believe that truth is truthful, you got to take that advice and you got to go with it. And I think we're talking about that, when are we talking about that? We're talking about that Friday. We're going to talk about, do you have the right people in your corner? You have to know that you can trust the opinions of those around you. Because if you can, then you're going to be asking for truth. You'll be asking for feedback. And honestly, eventually you'll get to the point where you're grateful they give it to you because you can make a change. 100%. Um, At one point, Kevin had to tell me that a lot of times what I explain doesn't land for people. 
um, and that I need to get better at transcoding or better at communicating, especially mathematical concepts and stuff like that. Um, again, I think I care about getting better more than anything else. And that doesn't mean I don't want to feel good about myself, but sometimes you have to choose between momentary self-esteem and like looking at the truth of like, you know what, honestly, I do kind of suck at that, or I'm not great at that yet, or however you want to frame it. Very last thing we'll say and we'll go, all of the different people that I coach between 20 clients and the NLU team, many of them have what I refer to as journaling prompts. And Kev, I've given you some journaling prompts. Mm -hmm. And the journaling prompts are very customized based on the individual. So I have some people who um, struggle with self-worth and self-esteem. And most of the questions in the journaling prompts are, what did I do well today? Mm -hmm. Um, What am I most grateful for about today? What am I doing well at if I really gave myself permission to give myself credit? Like Those are very fluffy, feel-good questions. And they have a place. And that's wonderful. But there's some people who I've given journaling prompts to who are extremely um, well-developed who I've given like, where am I, where am I not maximizing my potential today? Uh, what did I screw up recently that I could improve upon? You know, um, what books could I read to get better or should I be reading to get better? Like there's a, there's a lot of questions that you can ask yourself. And if you if you're like, it's just like in the gym and I use fitness as an analogy a lot. If you have really, really low self-esteem, AKA physical strength in this case, you probably should be using the 15 pound dumbbells, then the 20 pound, then the 25, then the 30 pound. And you got to work your way up. Some of my clients like, um, Helen, for example, she's older. She's in her late forties. She's super well-developed. She gets feedback from billionaires about businesses. Like she can handle harder truths, and more uncomfortable truth without it affecting her self-esteem so much, right? I have times in my life when I was younger where some of the things Kevin has said would have, would have, you know, crippled me for a week, but now I'm, you know, it's a couple minutes of like, wow, shit, he's right. And then we improve, improve from there. So feeling good is great. Becoming better is more important. And so if you want to better your best, you're going to have to look at the truth of where you're not as good as you could be. And there's layers there's layers to truth of when you open the door to tell somebody the truth, you can dig to another layer, another layer, another layer, and then you build your relationship on that. And it's just completely different. Next Level Nation, January 4th, 2022, we are starting our fifth round of group coaching. Again, your year is not going to change unless you do. And Alan and I built this uh, program based on what we thought would help the most people at a deep, deep level. It's not surface level. It's very deep. We're digging. You're going to get a lot of hard truths, but you will thank yourself for doing it. Everything you need to know is in the show notes. Make sure you sign up because it is going to sell out. Couple things. Um, Speaking of uncomfortable truths, 2022 will not be any different unless you do things differently. So please sign up for group coaching. Another uncomfortable truth 2022, you will not be more successful unless you get around more successful people. Third, and not uncomfortable truth, or maybe, I don't know, you are good enough for this group. If you're willing to invest the money, you do belong there, and you can do this. So yes, it will be challenging. 
that's the point. But you can do it. I don't want to just say like, oh my God, only next level people. You're not next level. You can't join this group. No, you are good enough. If you're listening to this show, this is one layer deeper. Please join us. 10 person team, 90 days, achieve more in health, wealth, and love than you ever have before. It is specifically designed to mimic what we do at the NLU team. So if you've seen Amy's success and Brandon's success and Jen's success and Alessandro's success, and you've seen the NLU team proliferate and grow as individuals and collectively, that is exactly how we designed group coaching. So please join. You can apply now on the website um, and pay up front literally. $147 per month for three months. You are not going to find coaching of that quality for that low price point. Um, please reach out if you have any questions. Wonderful. Next Level Nation tomorrow <clears throat> for 822. It's last week's live Q&A. How do I ignore social media when refilling my cup? I know a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this too, I'll put on UFC and I'll say, ah, I'm going to watch my five hours of USC on a Saturday and I'll be scrolling through Instagram. That is not filling my cup. That is still draining it. So uh, we talked all about that. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.